0: You know, if there's something that you want to do, or if you have one goal in life to get to one place that you really want to be, keep working hard, take your chance if it comes, because as Wayne Gretzky said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So if you have that chance, you have to take the shot. You know, maybe if another one pops up, then you have the experience of the first one, which will help you do better in the second one.
1: Hey there, and welcome to the Leading with Nice Interview Series podcast. My name is Matthew Yule, and we want to help you inspire others, build loyalty, and get results. Now, if you listen to the podcast, you're probably used to me saying that I'm really excited about today's guest, and that's because I am. But today, I am particularly excited for a few reasons. One, we have Aiden Hepburn on. Hi, Aiden. Hi, Matthew. I have known Aiden since he was just like a wee lad. So I'm really excited to have known him for all these years and seen him journey into this new adventure, but also excited for two other reasons. And really, these are the reasons why I asked him on. One, most people who listen to this podcast, if you're in your car driving, this might sound like you. You You're 35 to 55 or 60 or older. You're well-established in your career. You have some idea about what you want to do. And the days of things that are brand new to you, are probably behind you, like many brand, brand new, things you've never even heard of that you have no recollection of. And also I'm excited because Aiden, let me ask you a question. When you think of leadership, like and what a leader is, if somebody said to you, Aiden, what's a leader? What would you say that is?
0: Well, I think I'd say it's somebody who, you know, they're a leader. So it could be from anything from maybe a job or maybe on a hockey team um, on the ice. Sometimes it's leading with being respectful to people taking the ship where it should be and leading it in the right path.
1: I love that you used a ship analogy there. I often use that as well. But yeah, no, all of those things I agree with. I often simply say a leader is anybody who influences others, right? And sometimes that influence is not awesome. Like you can have bad leadership and sometimes it's really good. And so the reason why I'm super excited is for those who don't know, Aiden this year is the chief play officer for Toys R Us. And oh, when I heard this, when I saw it on social media, I was so envious because I mean, I used to dream when I have a home, I'm going to have a room just full of Lego. Now I have that now, but it's actually my son's room. It's not my room. Um, actually, I was over at a friend's house the other day and we were like, we've compiled our G.I. Joe figure collection into one big awesome collection. But in this role, more than anything, I think you have an awesome opportunity to influence both people your own age and younger, but also parents and adults. So let me, let me ask you, we'll get right into it. Chief play officer. It sounds like a pretty big title for anybody, let alone a 13 year old. I mean, you have the word chief right in there, like chief operating officer, chief executive officer. Where did you get the idea to apply for this job? How did that come about?
0: Well, um, one of my family friends actually found, um, the, found the contest and they said, Oh, you know, Aiden should try out for this. And I thought, you know, oh, that might actually be a good idea because I have I have my YouTube channel, Aiden's Fun Adventures, and then I have my Instagram account, A underscore HEP77. And I kind of just like to be in front of the camera and I like to talk to people. So I thought, okay, I'll try for it, um, thinking nothing of it. And I had no idea I'd come back with an email saying that I was top 10. So once I was top 10, I actually got sent some toys to review in an, in an audition. Um, So that was fun. Anyway, just the contest was a great experience. I got another email saying I was top five after my audition. So I got sent even more toys to review in another interview. And then I received um, probably one of the most exciting emails I'll ever receive saying that I'd been selected as the new chief play officer for Toys R Us Canada.
1: I love that they emailed you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, That Toys R Us. Listen, call call them next time. That's phone call worthy. That would be like if I asked my wife to marry me, and uh, and she was emailed me response or maybe a DM. That must have been an exciting email though. But tell me, like, um, I'm really curious about what kind of toys were they sending you? Because I imagine it's probably a wide breadth of toys. So what were they sending you?
0: Well, in the first audition, they sent me like. Um, a small Lego set. They sent me like the creator ones where it's like three in one. So you could build three different things from the set. But then again, with Lego, you can just build whatever you want to use your imagination. Yeah. They also sent me a Barbie doll. They sent me a puzzle that came with a, with a, a cute stuffed animal. It's just like lots of different things from different age groups that, um, you know, I can review from. Yeah. And then for the second one, I was sent um, some Beyblades. I got sent a for real, animal alive. It was a cockatoo that spoke. So that was pretty cool. Um, I also got a blues twos toy. So it's like um, Josh's phone. So it had lots of different lights and sounds um, and different characters from the show. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, those are the toys that I got.
1: And you, you mentioned you will just get shipments of toys arriving at your door. So what do you do with like, you play with them, you test them out. What do you do with them after? What's the post toy playing and reviewing look like
0: well yeah that's the big perk of being the chief play officer is my house is overflowing with toys but yeah i think i'll uh, i'll keep um some of them but also i'll share them with my friends and family um like i have cross net and spike ball and me and my friends have been you know playing with them on my front lawn so it's been fun to share the fun experience with them And what's great about it is that they each come with bags so I can take them to, you know, the park. Maybe if we're hanging out somewhere else, I can take it to my friend's front yard. But I don't need all these toys. It's great to review and play with. But I know that there are lots of other kids that would love the experience of playing with these awesome toys. So I think I'll probably share it with them.
1: You know, I want to go back to something you said earlier that just as I was thinking about all the toys that come through your door, you said something I'd like to ask you more about. And you said, I really like talking to people. And the more you've shared what you're doing and how you go about figuring out what to do with the toys, the more I'm curious, like what is it about talking to people you really like?
0: Well, like, like just, you know, generating conversation with them, asking them different questions about sometimes like what they do, how they're doing. Uh, just like generating conversation and chatting with them about, It could be anything. So I just think that having a conversation is fun.
1: Yeah. And what do you get out of those conversations? Like how do you get value? Do you understand what I'm asking? Like what's in it for you when you have those conversations?
0: Well, when I'm asking those questions, I can learn from them. Like if I'm asking a question and I get an answer, I can use that answer in the outside world. It helps me talk more. So like I can uh, use my voice more and it's easier for me to, to make conversations so I'm not awkward talking in front. Yeah. And, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, that's fabulous. One of the uh, – Naomi and I, yesterday when we were talking and getting ready for this, one of our core values at our company is curiosity. And that's been resonating in my head since you spoke about it. Let me ask you another question then on the conversation. Let's, I asked you what you get out of it. When you're asking somebody questions – and talk to them and being interested in them, what do you think that does for the other person?
0: I think it also helps them talk more. It can be fun because maybe, you know, they want to know different things than I do, or sometimes they want to know the same things. And when I answer a question, they can, you know, use my answer.
1: I just love that when you're asking people about themselves, what I think it does is it gives people a chance to share their story which encourages them and gives them some really great feelings and it just I thought it was so awesome that you took something that's natural to you your curiosity and you use it for conversation you know I used to uh in my email signature I used before I had a real job my job title was conversationalist because I love having conversation it sounds to me like you're a conversationalist as well so you can add that to your LinkedIn profile if you like but listen I want to go a bit further than even with like fun jobs there can be things that are really challenging so one of the things that we were thinking about when we thought about like what might be challenging in yours is when you have all these toys to play with you have to share your your true feelings which you know you might be telling somebody i don't really like this toy but they might love it so how do you manage to work through those challenges and if that's not a challenge tell me like what is challenging in your job
0: Well, yeah, that can be a challenge because, you know, I try to give as honest as a review as I can about a certain toy, but then I remember, even if I might not like the toy or I might not show any interest in the toy, I know that there are lots and lots of kids who probably think it's the best toy in the world. And so I try to like put myself in their shoes and I try and find all the cool key features, what's cool about the toy, what I love about the toy, and what I think other kids will like about the toy, because again, even if I don't like it, I know that there are lots and lots of kids that probably love this toy.
1: What are the kind of challenges have you faced in your role as a chief play officer?
0: Well, I'd say, you know, a lot of the time before an interview or something, I get stressed out and I get nervous, but you know, that's okay because sometimes it's, it's good to be nervous because when you're nervous, I like to like prepare. So, um, When I'm doing it, I kind of read over my notes. I make sure that everything's in check and everything's good. And then, um, you know, I just think to myself, it's okay, it's fun. I'm surrounded by toys here, and I get to review them. So that's fun in itself. And then, you know, I just go and do the interview. I remember my notes that are in my head, and then I just go with the wind.
1: Okay. You talked about getting nervous. And I think if you don't get nervous in front of a challenge – often you're a sociopath. That's actually not necessarily a good thing. Being a little bit of nervous in front of a big event is actually a really healthy uh, reaction to stress. And a lot of adults, a lot of people get nervous for new jobs, even when they're fun and exciting. Where did you find the courage to do this?
0: Um, Well, I like to be in front of the camera with my YouTube channel and I like to have conversations with people. So when I'm talking about toys, I kind of think, you know, it's kind of similar to talking to people because I'm talking to the interviewer. And so I have my notes in my head. I have all the toys in front of me. So I know when I'm looking at a certain toy or when I'm about to talk about it, boom. Then my head, it thinks about the notes I have about that toy. And then I just, I take the toy. I show what's cool about it. And with the... Courage, I think sometimes I might not be as courageous as other times.
1: So let me ask you a bit more about courage. Um, I can imagine your first YouTube video you did was not as awesome as your most recent YouTube video you did. So what is doing all that work? What's happened to you between the very first one you did and the ones you're doing now? What's happened to you?
0: Well, I think it's been... Four years um, is the time span between my first and my most recent YouTube video. I think that, you know, each video, I'm starting to get a little more used to making YouTube videos and I guess a little more confident in in front of the camera. And so I've been, you know, I guess you could call it practice throughout each video. Sometimes it takes me a couple of takes. Sometimes it takes me one take. Sure. If I remember, my first video was a quick check-in video where I was in the car And my most recent one was, I think it was an unboxing video and a review video. So I just think how much my channel has changed because I never, when I started my YouTube channel, I just thought, okay, it'd be fun to try a YouTube channel. And now I've done, you know, different unboxings. I've even done a couple of vlogs from maybe if I'm on vacation, I've done a YouTube video or two, but my YouTube channel has definitely changed a lot throughout the years.
1: You know, you haven't done this on your own, like who around you because what I'd like to, what I'd like to get out of this is I want to encourage people that are sitting in, in, in their car right now or watching or listening on their, on their walk. I want them to recognize that there's probably people in their lives that might be able to help them succeed, but they just haven't thought of it. But so I'd love to hear your perspective of like maybe two or three people around you who have contributed to who you are today and how you've relied on them or leaned on them to help you do this.
0: Well, I think that the first thing that comes to mind would probably be my parents and my sister, because, you know, they're always making me, you know, oh, Aiden, have you prepared enough? Do you want to do a, you know, a read over of your notes again? And then um, my sister, Ava, she's always helping me out to practice, to prepare. And, you know, they're always checking over. We're doing we're making sure my setup looks good. All the toys are in the right spots and everything looks good um, to the camera. And then making sure I'm prepared in my head. And, you know, I think that they're definitely the biggest helpers of my life to help me pursue in life and um, make sure that I do well.
1: Is there somebody in your life that you look at and just you say to yourself, you know, when I'm older, I would love to be like that person. Like not, not from a job or career, but just a personality type.
0: I know a lot of people, but I think... If you could merge my parents' personalities together, I think I'd try to be like them because, you know, they're funny, they're helpful, they're supporting, and they're probably the biggest leaders that I know. Mm. So if it would be possible to merge their personalities, that's who I'd try to be like.
1: Yeah, that really resonates with me. I know, like from my experience, your father is uh, like a great example of uh, somebody with high empathy. Um, just the way he cares for people has been, uh, something I really admire about him and your mother is just such a great encourager. So I, I can see how both those, those personality types together just make for like the perfect support system for you. So I guarantee you, there are people that have gotten their kids to watch this on YouTube or to listen in the car. And so now what I'd love for you to do is first, I want you to give advice to kids that might be thinking about starting a new activity or taking on a new leadership role? What advice would you give them if they're just at the start of that journey?
0: Well, I think I'd tell them, you know, if there's something that you want to do, or if you have one goal in life to to get to one place that you really want to be, you know, just always work hard for it. Keep working hard, take your chance if, if it comes because, you know, chances come and go. So even if you even if that one chance doesn't work that's okay because chances are another opportunity is going to pop up but as Wayne Gretzky said you miss 100% of the shots you don't take so if you have that chance you have to take the shot or else you might regret it and you you'll think oh why didn't i go for that it would have been a good experience for you know maybe if another one pops up then you have the experience of the first one which will help you do better in the second
1: one that's great advice now i'd love for you to give advice to adults. Your attitude transcends age. From your perspective as a 13-year-old young man, what advice do you have for adults who are looking at starting something new that might think, oh, they don't have as much ahead of them or they've missed too many chances?
0: Well, I think I'd give um, pretty similar advice to adults because, again, even if you have missed a lot of those opportunities that you had in the past, that's okay because, You still have those chances because chances come and go. So you still have those different opportunities and chances that you can take. Even though you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, that's okay because as long as your mindset is prepared for this new opportunity, that'll help you prepare and be more ready to take on this new, uh, new leadership role or new opportunity. So that'll probably help the most.
1: Uh, dude, you're, uh, you're doing amazing. Like you talked about mindset. That's people pay me to talk to them about mindset. So stop being so good. I'm going to lose my job. Uh, But no, in all seriousness, when does your term come to an end?
0: Well, the minimum contract for um, the position of CPO is one year. So I got the job in April, meaning that the job is over in April. So that's what I'm, you know, crossing my fingers because in the past, some CPOs that have done really good have um, gotten their roles extended for another year, so I'm crossing my fingers and I'm just remembering that whenever I'm working hard or reviewing a toy, I'm always remembering to work hard and have fun with the job.
1: And where can they see your toy review videos? Where they can, find, where can they find out more about you?
0: They can find me on um, the Toys R Us Canada Instagram account. They can uh, find me on different news websites and even on um, the Toys R Us website. I've been on there once for the outdoor catalog, so you can find me there.
1: And what is... Do you have a social channel or a YouTube channel you'd like people could follow if they want to find out or watch more of your stuff?
0: Well, if they want to watch me and check out, you know, my review videos or just pictures of uh, what I'm doing, um, my Instagram is A underscore HEP77 and my YouTube channel is Aiden's Fun Adventures.
1: Cool. Well, listen, I... Um this super pumped me up i was really excited for this as well because your approach is it's awe-striking i knew it would be good i did not know it would be this good man so thank you very much before we go um just like you have said a lot of people help you where you are uh, a lot of people make this podcast happen so i want to thank them of course uh cindy Crake, who does all the booking she arranged for our time Naomi Grossman, my EA, who helps me do research and write the questions. Carrie Cotton is our account manager. So while I'm doing this, I've been watching her on our Slack channel, work with clients. Jamie Hunter, if you saw this on social media, Jamie Hunter is our content manager. He takes care of all the blog posts and making sure this gets out. Austin Pomeroy is the audio editor. Oftentimes, like today, uh, you won't even know, but our audio is delayed. But He made it sound great. Jeff Anhorn is the video editor. He made the video look great. And of course, my wife, Allison makes it possible for me to have all this fun with her support. So Aiden, thank you so much for being here today. I look forward to uh, watching your journey progress.
0: Yeah, thank you for having me.